Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray live at the Star in Frisco. Reginald Atatula. Mm-hmm. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckred.com text line 877-81-1053. How did the Cowboys pick themselves up after the destruction at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers, specifically on defense at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula if you want to get at us. On Twitter coming up, oh, in about 17 minutes or so, a little headlines hodgepodge, if you will, uh, on this Wednesday night. Some of the more interesting stories uh, breaking today, including a particular one in the NBA as we are just, Reg, two weeks away exactly from the Mavericks opening up their season on the road against Victor Wimbanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. So real hoop on the way here real real soon so looking forward to a little nba conversation among some other things as well but reg um a 32 point beat down at the hands of the san francisco 49ers by the way people who missed the news rangers astros official uh in the american league championship series so uh that will be one hell of a series as the rangers will be traveling to houston for the right to play in the World Series and win the American League pennant again. Rangers-Astros official after the Astros dispatch of the Twins in four games. But on Monday night, the Cowboys take on a Los Angeles Charger football team um, with an offensive coordinator that may be looking for some revenge of his own on his mind with the likes of Austin Eckler, who will be available to play, Justin Herbert and others. So, Reg, how does this Cowboys team begin to pick themselves up uh, defensively after what happened at the hands of Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, and that terrific offense of San Francisco. Oh, boy. All right. I think in order to figure out how to pick yourself up, you got to be able to look at what, what was bad, what went wrong. Uh, oof. Where, where do we want to start? Because second Everywhere. Safety, <laughs> spite of the defense, was where, was where my eyes went. Obviously, linebackers going to be an issue. Like, you begin to pick yourself up by first addressing the holes that were created. Like, it felt like the San Francisco was the pirate ship that shot cannons into your ship. <laughs> and now you have to like repair those. And the the hole that obviously appears first and foremost, big number 55, middle of the defense, Leighton Van Der Esch, right? Linebacker is going to be something that's necessary. Your, your defense is not going to run without a middle linebacker to kind of handle that. You saw once he went out of the game, the likes of Donovan Wilson kind of slide down and play. More in those spots. Obviously, Damone Clark is is a, is a linebacker that you have. Marquise Bell is already a safety that has slided, slid in and started playing uh, linebacker. I don't think that you can exist off of those alone, but obviously th- that's what you have. Those are the guys that are readily uh, know your defense. They went and signed Rashawn Evans today, 
Um, how comfortable are you with the linebacker spot as of, as of right now? Because making sure that your linebackers are good, that your linebackers can get upfield to help stop the run is important for this defense. Like that was that's a big part of the run stopping of this team. But then also making sure that they can handle the middle of the field and kind of make sure that you're not soft there is a part of it, especially if you have teams that look at what the Niners did and try and replicate it. Mm-hmm. Linebacker's going to be important. Uh, I don't feel good about it right now. Um, there is a real decision that has to be made when it comes to Micah Parsons. We know what kind of versatility that he has. Will he have the opportunity to play more off-ball linebacker in Dan Quinn's defense? There were some times that we saw that. Uh, in the San Francisco 49er game mm-hmm. where Micah Parsons has the ability to get downhill, read and diagnose, and be able to make plays you know, against ball carriers. So that's going to be another added element uh, that is of concern when you look at this defense and how they adjust without Leighton Van Der Esch you know, moving forward. So Because if you move Parsons to off-ball linebacker, that has a little bit of a ripple effect sure, but on I your think defensive line a little bit as well. There is something to be said for this team having – having you know kind of a light spot in one place which is clearly linebacker mm-hmm. but having an abundance at another which is edge rush correct and that was something that you looked at in fact when when Randy Gregory came you know came free and it was you know made known that the Denver Broncos had you know some some thoughts about cutting him we kind of heard that Greg Randy kind of looked up and was like yeah Cowboys kind of have too many things going on there where mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he fit in so the likes of Tank Lawrence Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got enough dudes to be able to rotate in that place where if you did want to put Micah Parsons back at off-ball linebacker, you could. This That raises like the conversation. Should you, right? Like that's ultimately what it is. And I think the arguments against it are he is an incredible edge rusher, like possibly generational edge rusher. To then put him off-ball, takes away that generational you know generational ability is that is is covering up your linebacking position worth losing what you give up in the downgrade however much and I I mean that I say that with all due respect to maybe Sam Williams taking more snaps or Dorrance Armstrong taking more snaps or Dante Fowler taking more snaps at edge at this point I don't think you may have a choice um in that way unless you know, you find a way, as you mentioned, they've already signed, you know, pending a physical, another, you know, linebacker. But this is, to your point, the reason why we laud the defensive line debt for this team for situations like this, that if you need to utilize it, you can. And then you couple that with Parsons' versatility. That should give Dan Quinn some flexibility to be able to move some of those chess pieces around because, you know, the example that I'll use in this case we saw what Fred Warner was to the San Francisco 49ers in that game with his versatility, being able to play in pass covers, be able to get downhill, make yeah, tackles. They, those aren't readily available. My point is you do, <laughs> you do have one. You have one in Micah Parsons. Ooh, okay. And we, look, Micah Parsons, we've seen throughout the first couple of years of his career, he can play out in space. He can play in covers. I remember a play where he was able to take a receiver and carry him downfield in a Giants game and break up a pass. Like, you have a guy that can do all of these things. Sure. We, but we found out that in the his- course In the course of doing that, you also very much saw the ways in which it could get a little sideways from time to time. And obviously, maybe you just say, like, hey, rookie plays and things like that. He has yeah. not – he's not worked at linebacker for and a it, very And there would be some time. adjustment there, Yeah. 
And actually, you know what? You asked Nate Newton about this because, like, damn what me and you trying to say about this. I would probably <laughs> listen to Nate Newton. This is Nate Newton, cut number 33, gentlemen. Uh, Nate Newton, when he was talking about the idea of Micah playing off-ball linebacker. Micah Parsons would be ineffective if Jonathan Hankins, Gallimore, Osa, uh, and the guy that they drafted Mazi Smith, first, yeah. the, guy that, the guy that they drafted in the first round from Michigan. Mm-hmm. If these guys are ineffective, you will see Micah Parsons going off, okay? Because it's going to take him a series of two to get his mind back in that linebacker mode. Sure. Unless they're going to be run blitzing him the whole game and pass blitzing him the whole game. If he has to sit there and read, it's going to come down to what those guys up front are doing. Mm-hmm. And Nate's right. I mean, this starts up front with Hankins and Osa Digizua and Mozzie Smith, you know, Neville Gallimore. It, it starts with these guys and their abilities to be able to, you know, not only – penetrate and get into the backfield to cause some disruption there, but hold the line for these linebackers to be able to make some plays. And I have a real good feeling that if you're able to hold up in the trenches, that a guy with the speed of a Micah Parsons can probably make some plays in the backfield and get downhill pretty damn quick to be able to shut down some ball carriers if he's got clear paths to be able to do it. And that's, to me, where they need to start picking themselves up is more discipline in terms of gap integrity, everyone doing their job in terms of their run fits and not trying to go into business for themselves and not doing their job based on what they're being asked to do in this defense. And then you have guys overrunning plays, safeties and corners taking bad angles to the football. It's sure. just all a ripple effect right. when you can't hold up on that defensive line. And there. look, I, I think ultimately I'm I'm arguing for nothing. I feel like that's probably your best plan of action because you do have, I, like you said, I don't know that you have very, many, very much choice and Michael Parsons has the ability. When you talk about he has, you know, the speed. Speed is one portion of it, but the speed – goes awry if you do not read properly mm-hmm. right like reading what's happening is very most important and he hasn't done that for a while, a while and even when he was doing that there was there were some hiccups within there and maybe it's just like look man throw him in there and over the course let him learn what he's you know or get better because learning is like a weird thing to say there but l- let him you know hone that into the place where you want it to be over the course of doing that but I don't know, man. Like the idea of overrunning, like Donovan Smith, he has uh, enough, or Donovan Wilson rather, mm-hmm. has enough speed. I don't know why I brought up the Tex or the Houston uh, quarterback uh, <laughs> at University of Houston. Um, no, Donovan Wilson has speed. The thing that has been getting under our skin a little bit lately is the way that he chooses to use it, like the, that toss play uh, that went for big yardage, and he 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 you know dives down inside when it's like hey you he's getting the edge mm-hmm. you need to take the right angle right the wrong angle with the right amount of speed is not going to do what you need so yeah in order to address this not just putting Michael Parsons there but making sure and ensuring that Michael Parsons is reading it properly and it's something that Leighton Vanderesh had gotten to a really good place with and so maybe the ultimately what I'm trying to get to is I don't think you're going to see an immediate fix on Leighton Vanderesh is gone like that is a piece that's going to hurt for a little bit. Yeah, it's going to take some time for the adjustment, but you have a player who is capable, I think, of making that adjustment much more quickly and alleviating that learning curve because he has played some of that and his abilities within multiple spots on the field will allow him to do so. And then as we get toward the back end of the secondary, something that you've lamented, 
is the idea of what these safeties are looking like. I keep going back to that first touchdown that George Kittle had, and I'm looking at the play, and everybody's got their responsibility. You know, Deron Bland's got Debo Samuel. You know, Jordan Lewis has got, you know, Jawan Jennings. On the other side, Gilmore did a good job on Brandon Ayuk. Everybody's got a man, except Marquise Bell gets lost in space, looking for a particular route, gets turned around, and next thing you know, here's George Kittle running behind him, and Malik Hooker back there in center field is like, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And now you've got confusion in the secondary. And to that point, this safety group that we lauded coming into the season, they've got to be much better in the back end to shut some of this down because they got flamed by that San Francisco offense time and time again with Brock Purdy's you know, precise accuracy thrown in between defenders. They were putting on a clinic against that back end of that secondary, and it was not pretty at times on Sunday against San Francisco. Yeah, and the- – it's kind of it's. There's a little bit of frustration here because it's not a new safety group. They've played together a long mm-hmm. time at this point. So you would hope that there would be better communication between them. Um, I think I personally and look, man, this ain't gonna go over well because people are sick and tired of hearing about hopes. But I hope that that was more resultant of this is a really good offense that you're going up against and a dude that's capable of scheming things up to make your life hell. In Kyle Shanahan. And maybe that does not look quite the same with, you know, going forward. But again, Kellen Moore has put up really good numbers. I'm about to say it could. (laughs) And so, look, man, those guys have to be on their P's and Q's. There has to be a level of communication that is high up. And I don't know if it's just – I don't know exactly what it takes to get themselves back there, but the communication has to be higher. There has to be – Play purpose, you remember that discussion yeah. that we had? There has to be a full accounting for play purpose with all of the guys in the back. Because like you can't afford coverage busts. You're already having you enough you're having enough issues with just like the basic coverage of like, hey, tracking somebody across the field and those types of things. You cannot add, hey, there's supposed to be a person here and there there's not. Because the big plays are what what doom you. Yeah. And to me, it goes all the way back to up front and your ability to earn the right to rush the passer, to be able to make things easier on your secondary. Because if you can find a way to stop the run, be able to get this team, get teams into third and long situations, be able to run and get after the quarterback with your pass rushers, now you can have a little bit more confidence in your secondary to maybe be able to shut some things down because your pass rush is getting home a little bit more. But if that's not happening up front, these corners on an island right now, even with the success that De'Ron Bland's had so far early in his career, even with the experience of a guy like Stephon Gilmore, the safeties and the guys on the back end have got to handle their business back there as well. Otherwise, teams will be able to exploit the middle of the football field, especially if you've got a quarterback that's halfway accurate and can throw in between defenders, much like we saw how Brock Purdy, and we know what kind of arm Justin Herbert has. Yeah. And if he's able to exploit the middle of the field with guys like Keenan Allen and others, it could be a hell of a long day for that Cowboys defense. But it starts with everyone. It's this simple. Everyone, and it's cliche, do your job. And focus in on it. Because yes. the thing that jumped into my mind as you were we were talking about the safeties there is J. Ron Curse extending a drive because he's lined up in the neutral zone. That's right. I'm like, you too damn old. <laughs> at your big age you <laughs> to be lining up you in too grown zone. to be out here and like that's those are the those are the little detail oriented things that could be the difference between you getting off the field and a team continuing a drive yeah 
And those are the things that you typically expect, particularly from this Dan Quinn defense, that the defense is on the point with. And that was that was one of the more disappointing things to see last last week. And I hope they clean that up because it's needed. They'll need to clean it up when they take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football. The Cowboys need to pick themselves up and to do so rather quickly before they face Kellen Moore and that offense. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, a little headlines hodgepodge here, including the NBA's feelings on load management and the no-fun league striking again, this time in San Francisco. Next on the Get Right. One and one. And there's a swing and there's a drive. Deep right field. That one's on its way. That ball is history. Way up in the lower deck. Pitch to Corey Seager. You're risking that. It's one nothing Rangers in the first. The Hall of Famer Eric Nadell on the call last night as Corey Seager jump-started things for the Texas Rangers en route to winning their division series against the Baltimore Orioles. It's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Latatula. Yep. Where you going, Chris? Holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey. I have a little headlines hodgepodge on this Wednesday night coming up in 16 minutes. We'll go inside the gray area where, of course, there is no gray area here on this Wednesday night. I'm hanging out live at the, uh, the Star in Frisco on this Wednesday night. Reg, back in our dfwsecurity.com studios we'll be back with you tomorrow night from 7 to 11 p.m uh i will be there it is the three-time hall of famer chris honor will be joining me as reg uh gets a well-deserved day off tomorrow so yeah i don't know if it's well-deserved but it's definitely a day off take the compliment damn it take the compliment okay some of y'all are so bad at just taking compliments that's right and i'm never gonna get any better deal with it <laughs> what was that bad at taking compliments huh Reg is is horrible at taking compliments. That's me right. too. Are you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm. I usually deflect, and I'm just like, "Oh, hey, like you did a great job. It's a team effort, like that whole thing." <laughs> That's sweet of you, Rigo. Rigo's like, "Look, I was just here for the group project. You don't have to give me credit, even though I did all the work." That is that you. You're that guy. Give me a, as long as I get my A plus, I'm good to go. There it is. I was like, I don't know how good of a guy you think he is, KG. That's a little. That's a little much. You thought you were describing a walkover, not a good guy. A well, difference. he said that he's notoriously bad at taking compliments. He deflects, in, you know, to the team versus everybody else. So I was saying, if he did all the work on the group project, it was like, no, nah, it was all everybody else. That that that's that's nice. I wouldn't do it personally, but you know, that's just that's just me, I guess. All right, how about these headlines? <laughs> Um, look, let's start there with the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell and the Texas Rangers, because uh, I want to hear from a couple of these Rangers, uh, obviously, last night from what was a spectacular scene uh, at Globe Life Field as the Rangers swept the Baltimore Orioles in 
three games to win that division series. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with the pitching hero uh, from last night, and let's go with cut number seven, Nathan Evaldi, who was strong last night for the Texas Rangers on what was special about his team last night. I mean, I think the offense says a lot. You know what I mean? Like, they're able to come out every night, put up quality at-bats, everything like that. Um, you know, when we were able to put up some runs in the second inning, for me, it kind of changed the game plan. It was attack the hitters even more so and go after them and, uh, you know, try to get the guys back in the dugout as fast as possible. My man said, I appreciate run support. You know, it's funny because in a lot of ways, you know, you think about that with the Cowboys as well. You get yourself a lead. This team is built to be able to play with a lead. The Rangers feel like that in a lot of ways. If this offense is out there humming and putting runs on the board, you can be like Evaldi and start attacking hitters because you know that offense is going to be clicking for you. And he got comfortable real early because Corey Seager took it upon himself to say, look, I love playing at Globe Life Field in the postseason especially, and I'm going to show you why. And, of course, was able to get the home run to get things started for the Rangers. And I thought Evaldi, give him a lot of credit for just the sheer guts of what he has been through the last few months, doing a rehab assignment at the big league level and working his way to the point where he was at points dominant in that game last night against the baby birds of Baltimore. Can I give you a number? Oh, sure. In this one, in this case, uh, it has a decimal in it. 9.30. Oh, that was Nathan Evaldi's ERA in six September starts after a six-week absence due to his forearm strain. <laughs> he came back and he took it on the chin. And right when it got to time to play postseason baseball, he was like, "All right, turn it on. It's time." Right, Big game, Nate the Great. And it is. It has been so appreciated, and so needed. Right. Um. Obviously, we talked to Jared Sandlin. One of the things I was kind of getting at is, look, man. The, the incredible starts that your starters have given you, the incredible outings, have made it so that you did not have to depend on your bullpen because you knew that your, your guys were going to go deep and also the offense, again, gave you enough run support where you're playing from ahead. And I know you were talking about, hey, man, you know, uh, the idea of playing from ahead and you, this team plays better. Is there a team that plays worse from or plays better <laughs> from behind? or like you, 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 uh, The Rangers at times. Okay, so let me rephrase that question. <laughs> is there a team for whom they do not play better if they are ahead? Right? Like, it's always going to make it a little bit easier to play sure, yeah. when you are ahead. It's sometimes a lot easier. And so, yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and it's great that this team got on those pitchers' asses <laughs> early in every one of those games because, like Nathan detailed in a little bit more of a technical way, like he was able to be more aggressive. It changed the way that he played. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't just, well, OK, now they've got that and I can just kind of I, I less pressure. It's like, no, actively it changed the way that he went about his business. And that's unlocking something for your pitching by making sure that you get uh, put string hits together. Because not like they also weren't necessarily taking like uppercuts swings mm-hmm. like get on the get on top of the ball, put the ball play, put the onus on the defense, make them do stuff. Let's hear for one more real quick before we move on. Uh, Rico, hit me with cut number nine. Jared with Corey Seager last night. What was it like to move, to win, and now move on to the American League Championship Series? Corey, we talked about it after that win in Tampa Bay. Winning's fun. Winning at this time of the year is even more fun. So what was it like tonight getting the job done and moving on? Yeah, you know, it was fun again. Um, <laughs> we, we competed our asses off this whole series, you know, just grinding out ABs. 
the way our pitching staff threw the baseball, you know, you can't say enough about what they did to shut down two good lineups back-to-back. So it's just been really fun to watch and fun to be a part of. I keep forgetting that Corey Seager's six foot four. Yeah, they said on the broadcast yesterday, and I was like, damn, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was like, woo. That is a six foot four shortstop. Yeah, <laughs> who can absolutely destroy the baseball? Look, man, if Shohei Otani doesn't exist, I think Corey Seager's your American League MVP, and he's been on full display uh, with the patience at the plate, you know, the, you know, the historic walk numbers that he's put together so far in this postseason. And last night just got things started in a major way and deserves everything uh, that's coming for him and this team. It will be Rangers-Astros in the American League Championship Series as the Astros get it done tonight. By the way, the Phillies, uh, speaking of baseball, they beat the brakes off of the Atlanta Braves Brother, talk, talk about getting on a starting pitcher's ass. Woo! <laughs> they, they started with the Nick Cassiano's home run and did not let up. I'm talking about – and this is – I, it, you kind of could see it's coming, or at least the Braves fans could, because I, I saw on social media, as soon as Bryce Elder was named the starter for this game, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Here it comes. And I was like, here what comes? And I was like, oh, okay. I got it. Here that comes. Because, oh, boy, he was out of there by the third. It was over. Oh, they chased him early, yeah. They got him out of there. The Sandman came and hooked him. <laughs> yeah, the Braves are in trouble. <laughs> they are in trouble. Um, arguably the best offense in all of baseball uh, in the Atlanta Braves uh, find themselves within one game of postseason elimination at the hands of the Phillies again for the second year uh, in a row as Bryce Harper had not one but two home runs in the route that was, I believe, what, 10-2. to two, uh, That is correct. Yeah, man. Atlanta Braves. Tonight. I told you that series would get interesting. Uh, speaking of routes, of course, we saw one in Santa Clara on Sunday night between uh-huh. the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Where are you and going with star, this one? What, you, where, where are you going with this one? Well, the star of that particular show, at least on offense, uh, was George Kittle, who had a okay. career high uh, three touchdown catches. That's correct. In the game. And, of course, one of the touchdown ca- catches allowed him to reveal uh, a t shirt that he was wearing that said, uh, F Dallas, uh, which apparently was a throwback to Gary Plummer way back in the day who wore a similar T-shirt, former linebacker for uh, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Way back in the day. Sure. There's a picture circulating on social media about that. Uh, but the NFL is considering finding the tight end for his T-shirt that he wore uh, under his uniform on Sunday night, that contained the, of course, the profane message that I just mentioned. Yes, about the Dallas Cowboys. Now, under the terms of the NFL's fine schedule, personal messages apparently carry a fine of ten thousand nine hundred and twenty-seven dollars. To which I say, that was a very personal message. Is that what you were going to say? Uh, no, oh, okay. uh, the NFL needs to buzz off. Like, come on, man, really? This is where the no fun league for me strikes again. Let it go. You, you Let think, it go. You think that's a no fun situation? I get it. Kids watching. You don't want the kids to see the the, the profane language. I get I, it. I don't even think it's that. Look, man, if if we let that one go, right? This can't even this isn't really a no fun situation. Now we it, it, you either let every mo- message that gets pulled up on a shirt go or now you have to moderate it. And that's the place you definitely want, don't want to be because now you're being seen as, you know, accepting or like, you know, 
giving a thumbs up to certain messages and whatever message that you ultimately have to be like, nope, can't do that one, right? Like, you don't want to be an arbiter on this. You're just like, no messages at all. And so ultimately, and remember, they did that with the uh, the cleats thing for a long time. They were like, look, man, yeah, I know y'all want to do these which cleats. Which I thought was ridiculous. But this is the thing is, look, man, when we start doing messages, yeah, it makes you an arbiter, and that adds even more weight than just being like, none of them. We not letting none of them. So like, yes, it's less <laughs> All fun. All or nothing. <laughs> yes, it's less fun, but also less liability on us because yeah. let somebody say the wrong thing. Hey, you see what's happening in geopolitics right now? Let somebody say something about the Middle East in one way or the other. See how that yeah. pops up. For an NFL that wants to be largely neutral and wants to get as many dollars from all different sectors, hello, Taylor Swift, That's right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We, it is, we don't play it, the safe. It's definitely a slippery slope. But J. Ron Curse, he responded today to, you know, the George Kittle wearing the, uh, the anti-Dallas T-shirt, um, comparing it with Cam Newton celebrations coming from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News. Or Kerr said, quote, the only way to stop it is to keep him out of the end zone. We let him get in the end zone, and he chose for that to be a celebration, end quote. It's probably the right answer. Look at J-Ron having, having the right answer. I mean, because um, that is the only answer. Look, it's, it's, the, it's the one that's not the fans are going to be able to swallow other than that, right? Like, the Michael, you saw the way the people were like, hey, Michael, what are you doing, dog? A little tone deaf, right? J-Ron came with the answer that made people go, all right. That's a that's a good young man with a, a good head on his shoulder. <laughs> Which look, man, after after the performance that the Cowboys gave, you need a lot more of the the, the latter than the former, right? <laughs> he knew he read the room correctly to J. Ron Curse uh, with that particular quote. Um, but hey, man, to the San Francisco 49ers, they earned every bit of their right to stunt. And I don't know, did you see Debo Samuel on K. Adams the other day? No, I didn't. Well, Kay played a clip of Micah Parsons. Um, you know. Oh, I heard about this, though. Yeah, man. I didn't realize it was on Kay Adams. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, Debo, gotcha, gotcha. he responded in kind. was like, look, <laughs> what? What's there to trust about? Because if they see us again, it might be even worse. To which, you know, Kay, oh, boy. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, at this current time, that is the trend, right? Like, I can't, I can't, that is all I got for you. Like, that is, that is currently the trend. Uh, You would hope that absolutely it can't get worse. You would absolutely hurt that it can't be worse. Uh, You would hope. Uh, Those are some of your uh, headline hodgepodge items here on the get right. Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. You didn't even get to mention your basketball thing. All the aces putting Liberty in the dirt right now. Yeah. Oh, the load management thing. Oh, there, yeah. No, I mean, WNBA basketball is happening as well as the, oh, the third yeah. quarter just ended. But, no, you wanted to mention the load management thing. I guess real quick on that, yeah, the load management. Apparently the NBA has found that there's no scientific data to prove um, that load, load management needs to be a thing in the NBA. Uh, Joe Varden of The Athletic uh, was detailing some of that today. And the NBA is like, look, y'all going to get out here and play these games. Okay. <laughs> That's that that's that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna get out here and play these games and then be able to uh go from there. So I don't know, man. They want these guys to play. We'll see how teams manage that throughout the course uh of the season and what that looks like. But it is very interesting that the NBA will come out literally two weeks before the season started and say, Hey, by the way, there's no scientific data that shows that it's better to sit guys 
than to play them. Now, there may be some inefficiencies for a player from one night to the next, but at the same time, that's not necessarily a thing that we're concerned about. Which, Get the asses out there on the court so they can play. I mean, they're not wrong. Like, we don't know for certain that load management actually does the thing that Correct. we want it to do. However, why would you say that? What did you stand to gain? Like, you're just putting people on blast here. Yeah. You yeah. already you already put in the rule in an attempt to try and fix this. Why are you then ultimately doing this on the back end as well? Enforcement, I guess. I don't know. Uh, coming up next, though, we're going to go inside the gray area where apparently, Reg, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith have been this for the better part of seven years. Okay. Next on the Get Right. This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Texas, it's Classic Truck Month at Classic Chevrolet. Like you, grit runs deep. They're determined to get you the toughest trucks with the biggest savings. Over 300 new Silverados on the ground. Unprecedented one-time offers. Claim yours before it's gone. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads. About to go inside the gray area where, of course, there is no gray area. It's the grit, Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105. The Grit Right. The Grit, grit right. right. Yeah, that's right. The Grit Right. Real lunch pail program <laughs> right here on 105. Working hard man. every day to entertain you, the Tolos. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation coming up. At the top of the hour is Mike McCarthy's offense actually hindering one rain Dakota Prescott. So we'll detail that conversation at the top of the hour. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Edital, if you want to get at us on Twitter. Let's not belabor the time any further, Rigo. Let's go um, inside the gray area. Is that where you are right now? Uh, it is. Because the, the office in which you currently sit does look pretty gray. Uh yeah, uh, it kind of is, but it's um pretty palatial in here. Oh, is it really? Yeah, he got he got it going on. Uh, in here. Can you can you take uh, those of us that can't see uh, what's happening in that office? Take us around. What what are you seeing? What are you noticing? What makes it palatial? Give us a tour. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, a lot of nice sound equipment. Okay. In All here. right. Yep. Um, looks like. Two computers. Two? Okay. Is it just two monitors or like two separate computers? No, it's two separate computers. Wow. Ball um, out. He's got a whole screen where he can see the podcast studio. I probably shouldn't be describing all of this, but... Uh, Why not? <laughs> Shout out to... Ain't nobody running up on Douglas Bearclaw's office. <laughs> Shout out to Douglas, man, who lets me sit in his office every uh, every Wednesday. Apparently, this in the same place where Mickey Spagnuolo uh, sits and does his... Hits every day with a, we can't see. That's right. It's it, it. sounds like he's in studio with the guys, but no, he is he is in the star, 
in that particular office. Yeah. Talking down uh, the same ways that you are currently. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mick, to Mickey. He's a Mizzou Tiger just like myself. And uh, does a great job covering I was going to say, it's like that's all. He's, he, he, he went to Mizzou like me. That's right. All right. That's right. Shout out to Max Scherzer. M-I-Z in the ALCS. That's right. You didn't think I was going to get that? Come on, man. Come on now. Them playing good this season has really, really been a, uh, an annoyance to me. Especially since we beat y'all. Yeah, both directly and indirectly. Yes, yeah. I know, KG. <laughs> I like I said, don't forget, we beat y'all. We beat y'all. So I Oklahoma. can't wait for next season. So good Oklahoma State. I swear, I can't wait for next season. Mm-hmm. It's a long ways away right now. The headline- Did y'all just lose the LSU? Why are you talking? Hey, man, that was... Uh, all right. It's my segment, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so going inside the gray area. The headline goes like this. Jada Pinkett Smith reveals she and Will Smith apparently have been separated since 2016. Now, an exclusive clip from her, up, her upcoming primetime special, uh, we'll hold a copy of uh, today, the Today Show. Okay. Uh, Pinkett Smith opens up about the surprising revelations from her new memoir, Worthy. Where apparently her and Will Smith have, quote, lived completely, if I could read, uh, Mm -hmm, completely mm -hmm. separate lives, quote, unquote, since 2016, nearly 20 years after they married in 1997. In fact, Rigo, here is Jada Pinkett Smith detailing. Not audio. For us. Yes, we do. um, What in the world is going on here? There are so many surprising things in the book, but the thing that surprised me the most, that I actually had to reread it because I said, is this true? Right. Was that in 2016, you and Will decided that you were going to live completely separate lives. It was not a divorce on paper, but it was a divorce. divorce. So from the year 2016, which is seven years ago now. <laughs> yes. Y'all have been apart. Yeah. Well, now, of course, their relationship has been in the public eye for a very, very long time. That video uh, and audio courtesy of the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Um, her entanglement oh, with okay. um, August Alsina, yep. which, of course, was... Very, very publicly talked about in their uh, Red Table Talk interview back in... I can't believe this happened during the pandemic because it's been so long. Yeah, I I can. Um, Also, (laughs) that was on Facebook Watch. Is Facebook Watch still a thing? I don't know. Actually, I think it is. I watch... uh, I've come to enjoy uh, Country Wayne. Uh, I don't know who who that is, the comedian. On Uh, Facebook Watch. He does a lot of uh, really cool skits. I on only Facebook. know, I'm pretty sure I only know of two things that mm-hmm. are on Facebook Watch, and maybe there's a third that I just am not thinking about right now, which was the Red Table Talks with Jada Pinkett Smith thing, and then LeVar Ball doing, doing that oh, thing where he yeah, had his I kids over that. in the Balkans, <laughs> over in the Soviet bloc. I have forgotten about that. Oh, man. I don't know why. You started with LeVar uh, Reg, and I thought you were going to go to LeVar Burton for some reason. LeVar Burton is way too good for Facebook Watch. What are you doing? He's actually coming to your school here uh, pretty soon, actually. Is he really? Uh, no, not oh, yours. Oh, Reg's. 
Wow, look at that. That main that main character syndrome just popped up. Yeah, he sure did. He wow. was ready, too. He was like, oh, the wow. barber. No, 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 Regal. He coming to UTA. Uh, oh, is that a part of the Maverick speaker series? Uh, I don't know. I need to look. I'm gonna maybe. Go, I'm going to go look that up. And look, here's here's where my mind went because I had forgotten. I'm thinking you're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, but then forgetting that UTA, their mascot is the Mavericks. They were the Mavericks before the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, exactly. So, that shout recognize. out to them. <laughs> That's a right, member of the Western four. Athletic Conference. Uh, never lost. Undefeated. Never all, lost. Now, from the 972 Facebook Watch was canceled cancel all their shows, including – uh, Red Table Talk. So there, oh, I guess there is no more Facebook Watch. I look, I have no idea. I, that that sounded, you know, Facebook Watch when it started, I was like, this sounds a lot like YouTube Screen, which means it'll be gone in about two years. <laughs> and lo and behold, here we are. Now the nine seven two asks a very good question. Then what was the quote unquote entanglement about if they were separated? I mean, were they divorced? Uh, they have not legally gotten a divorce. Also, that's still his baby mama, right? Uh, very much so. Okay, like, what are we surprised about? <laughs> and, like, if you want to read more into it, which, I mean, look, I guess I'm already here. Yep. Although, I should know, everything I've learned about this couple has happened against my will. Um, <laughs> if if they were separated, and maybe, just maybe, Will wanted to get back in there, he was like, you know what you know what it'd be? A demonstration, of my love, right? Like grand, wow. grand gesture. Wow! You so you're 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 gonna pretend like you ain't never seen the dude throw the hail mary of the grand of gesture? Of course, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was part of it. Who knows? Well, it brings in a lot of things into question now because uh, there was an alleged, um, you know, thing between Will Smith and uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, that was on that was on the set of Focus. Focus, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you remember that movie? You remember the movie Focus? Do you know the plot? Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do something like gambling and like predicted. You know, I don't know. Look, don't know. if it did, you got it. If it didn't, we'll never know. We'll never know. I've seen <laughs> the clips on TikTok, so I know as much as you guys. Oh wow! You, they put that on TikTok. Wow, really? I put in wholesale movies on TikTok. That was How wh- about that. Who? I want to know. I want to know, and I want to notify the authorities about whoever it is that thought so much of focus the film <laughs> to bring it, it into TikTok. the modern world of TikTok. <laughs> I remember where focus was it out because when I was working at UTA Radio, shout out to UTA Radio, hey. um, in college, like eight years ago, they gave us like movie like movie posters to give uh-huh. out. Like we got some of that like uh, PR swag or whatever. Yeah, that's the only reason why that why that movie. It has any level of relevance to me. Why did y'all watch that? For who? For what? I mean, Margot Robbie. What? Like, what's? What are you? What are you doing here? Touche. I mean, that's a very simple answer. Um, the point of all this is, I right feel now? like for the last seven years they have been. Because here's the thing. Also, again, so many things come into question for me when Chris Rock got his face slapped. <laughs> by uh you know you will smith like the slap turned around the world yeah Not his face slapped is one of the funniest ways i've heard someone <laughs> say that why did you say it like that because that's factually what happened he got his face slapped by uh will smith here's what's even stranger so apparently um all this as well now this will be okay so part of this whole deal i guess Chris Rock now Jada Smith uh, Jada Pinkett Smith also tells People magazine that at one point Chris Rock 
axed her out one summer amid divorce rumors with mm-hmm. Will Smith. She yes. said, quote, he called me and basically he was like, I'd love to take you out. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? I was like, no, Chris. Those are just r- rumors. He was appalled and he profusely apologized. And that was that. End quote. Moral of the story. <laughs> Chris Rock, opportunist. Like I think we're starting to figure out, though, maybe why. Maybe there was more to him getting his face slapped by Will Smith than just the idea of him making a joke uh, about his wife, whom apparently they've been separated for seven years. Uh, and maybe there was some more behind it. Because I wouldn't imagine, I, I could imagine, excuse me, Jada going up to Will and like, hey, your boy over here was over here asking me out thinking that we was about to get a divorce, which I'm sure Will was like, well, you could tell him that we are like actually separated at this point. Uh, but I guess that wasn't good enough. And maybe there was more to it than just, you know, him making it. Maybe that was the, the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. Maybe. But I've learned so much about these people when all I wanted to do was laugh about the Oscars. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to do. Now you're getting more context than you probably really ever wanted. And I've learned so much about these people. <laughs> and again, all of it, and I do mean all of it, against my will. <laughs> Uh, finally, to uh, end the gray area here with some sports. After 25 years, Shaquille O'Neal is returning to Reebok as the president's new, as the brand's new president of basketball. How many jobs do you need, Shaq? <laughs> Allen Iverson has been named Reebok's new vice president. Of basketball. Oh, so everybody just got like vibes titles at this yeah, point. Yeah, man. They were like, or not vibes titles. The titles are real, but they were like, we are going to hire on vibes. That's which, right. Which you know what? Now I think about it, go for it, because I definitely have two pairs of questions uh, that I that I wear regularly. Okay, so the question is, are people buying shacks? No, 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 no. Also, whatever happened to Shaq's? Like, Shaq, Shaq was doing, he was trying to do things for the community. You're getting to my point. What happened to I that? Shaq's. More iconic Reebok well, ambassador. Allen Iverson. I wore Shaq's one time. Hey. Or Shaquille O'Neal. Wait, when you say Shaq's, are you talking about Reebok Shaq's or are you talking about pay, pay less Shaq's? No, yeah, pay less Shaq's. Nah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah no, we're not gotcha. talking about that. Gotcha. So, no, more, I was talking about that, KG. I oh, you talk, were talking oh. I wasn't talking about the Reebok, Reebok Shaq, Shaq shoes. So, I was talking about the pay less Shaq shoes. Which did some stuff for the community, but also made a lot of kids very upset. This is very true. So more famous or more, I get or better Reebok ambassador. Yeah, Alan I was like, Iverson. those are different things because more famous is absolutely the dude doing, uh, absolutely doing dude doing daytime television commercials for the general and Papa John's commercials. <laughs> uh, the more relevant is absolutely Allen Iverson. I agree. 100%. I agree. So wouldn't shouldn't Allen Iverson be the president of basketball for Reebok and not Shaq? Didn't I just tell you Shaq is doing commercials? I get it, but again, the more iconic and on brand, the board of Fifty Eleven companies. I'm just saying, the more iconic wearer of the shoe, as you just mentioned, you got two pairs of them. I, look, I don't know how Shaq has time to be a CEO of anything. <laughs> is he still on the board of Papa John's? He's See, still doing that. He's on the board of everything. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me Shaquille O'Neal is on the board of Goldman Sachs, and I'm like, yeah, probably. I'm Shaquille O'Neal. I'm on the board of everything. 
SCU trip inside the gray area. <laughs> Coming up next, is Mike McCarthy's offense actually hindering Dak Prescott? We answer that question next on the Get Right. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.